Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Wow, we in for a treat today on the podcast. It's something that I definitely don't say lightly. Today's guest, nobody really knows a lot about because he really doesn't do interviews and podcasts too often. After all the people that have come and gone from WWE, this man has remained the number one constant there. It's a guy who's known as The Man and the judge of the WWE. Today, we bring to you The Undertaker. All right, man. So we're good. What's, how's it going, man? Uh, it's good, brother. Jeez. Um, Just, you know, living this quarantine life. Right, right. It's you shut cool. down? What have you been, just, you been doing to keep busy right now? No, nah, man. I, I really, I, we just got back from, um, we just got back from Wyoming. We, yeah, right. Yeah, we went up there and, Got some fresh mountain air. You guys are going, um, you're doing a lot of vacationing right now, huh? Yeah, every day's vacation here, brother. What's good? That's, That's awesome. my wife. Yeah, right, right. You playing any golf? You know what? I played uh, at the beginning of the summer. We went to uh, we we went to Florida. I usually go spend a couple of weeks with her parents uh, right. in, uh, on the East Coast there. And uh, I hadn't played. I had played probably in a year and a half. And mm-hmm. so I went out with, with her dad and played about four rounds in uh, uh, like, I don't know, eight days. And oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. 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 My body was screaming, but like, I, like every, every time I went out, you know, I was feeling, you know, I was feeling better. So I was gonna, when I got back home, I was going to start playing again. And then, uh, you know, I did something stupid with my back and, yeah, thinking yeah. I was twenty five and not fifty five, and uh, but right. uh, I'm kind of yeah. getting over that now. So, Good. you know, you got to you got to hit that right hour here in Texas, man. You either got to go, yeah, yeah you got to go in the morning or you got to go in the evening because that uh, you know yeah, that, that midday that noon, is tough. Yeah, yeah, that noon to four four hour block, brother. Is, yeah, I I don't love the game that much. Right, <laughs> and, and you got to play. You got to play a lot, or you should just stink up a joint. You know. Yeah, that's the big thing. You know, yeah. golf's the most humbling thing in the world because oh, yeah. if you don't practice, you know, you don't get better. And, yeah. and uh, you know, you think about it, you're like, I'm a, I'm a freaking athlete, man. <laughs> I, can, I, can hit a, I can hit a ball with a stick, you know, and uh, it just it messes with your mind. It's just like. I have said that 10,000 times. I'm like, about two years ago, I got tired of being the shittiest golfer of my friends. I'm like, I'm much better the athlete than every one of these guys. How the heck are these guys just killing me on golf? And you just got to play. You got to, you know, I t- took some lessons finally. And yeah, oh, it was gay. I was a game changer. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like, you know, you walk out there like with me, you know, and you're like, dude, that dude's huge. He's going to hit it a mile. Right. Right. And then, you know, it's just like, and it takes off like a rocket and it goes about a hundred yards and then veers right. Oh yeah. So I don't, I hardly ever play the fairway that I'm on, you know? <laughs> but I got a pretty good second shot from the second fairway. So, you right, know, right. So it, you know what I learned? It's course management, you know, instead of even 
teeing up with a driver all the time. I, I only do that in certain times. I'll bring my three wood out and, you know, if I'm not, if, if I'm not going to put it on the green, well then it, what does it matter if I'm, you know, 10 feet from green or 120 yards out? I just, you know, it doesn't really matter because in second shot, you got to put it on anyways. Yeah. I, I, you know, I use that John Daly philosophy, man. Grip it. And <laughs> grip it and rip it. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're doing like most of them I know are going to be bad. They're, they're going to be bad. I know. But they're, every once in a while, like I'm going to line up and hit it right. Right, and it's right. Be impressive, and I just wait for those. And right. You know. All right. So anybody listening, you can sit tell that um, uh, me and Taker have a little bit of rapport. We've we've gone around the world a couple of different times, and uh, uh, this is a guy that um, you know has been the the phenom has been the um, you want to call it the the guy that's the constant in WWE for. You know, and since since WWE's really been around, and right before, and uh, what when did you start? Eighty, what year? Did you start? I started with WWE in ninety. Ninety, there you go. So yeah, ninety, so from ninety to now, he's still been, you know, the guy in in um, in WWE, WWF, and he's a guy that was could have not really taken the time to, in his position, he didn't have to sit there and be the guy who he is but he's always helping younger guys trying to get better in their profession in their craft and sit there and um and and gave a shit gave a shit about the business and gave back to the business so that's something that i definitely always learned from and always admired you know from you for sure well i appreciate that man you know i always had the philosophy uh, like i'm a notorious old school guy but Absolutely. but but to the extent, like when I broke in, I, I, the way we broke in, or your legacy, right. I, I had nobody in the business, right? Right. So you can only imagine, like, how many doors I got slammed in my face, or no one paid me any attention at all. Uh, not, not a lot of people know this, but when I was trying to break in, uh, you know, I, I was in the Dallas area. Yeah. And I think every Wednesday, I think Wednesdays when they came in to, you know, they had the booking world, meeting. World class. Yeah, world class. Right, right. Uh, Gary Hart was booking oh, at wow. the time. Great uh, man for the business. Yeah. Oh, he was he was he was awesome. But uh, he'd walk right by. I, I guarantee you, I went down to the office every Wednesday for about eight months straight. Just sit out in the lobby there, walk right by me, look at me, not even acknowledge my presence, <laughs> and walk right by. The only one that would say anything to me was Bronco Lubitsch. Right, yeah. Bronco, sure, yeah. And Bronco would come in and, you know, he'd say, you're here again, huh, kid? And I was like, yes, sir, Mr. Lubitsch. I was just hoping, you know, somebody, you know, you know, I get a chance to talk to somebody. And this All is right. a six-foot-ten guy. Well, six-foot-eight. Six-eight at the time? Yeah. But but a, a huge dude. Now, if you were sitting in the in the lock, you know, in, in the hallway, somebody would snatch him up in a minute and go, hey, you know, what, what's going on? You know, Vince would 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 <laughs> would get his pants wet just looking at this guy back then they they didn't give a shit how big you were what they want to know you know you had to be one of the boys you had to prove yourself that you wanted to be a part of this business they weren't looking for you you had to look for them yeah absolutely man and i tell you how i got my break um and i'll get back to the original point mm. there but right one day fritz just happened to come in yeah he came in. Fritz von Erich, the owner of World Class. Yeah, so so the father of all the von Erich boys, right? right. He came in and like he stopped. He, he looked at me. He didn't say a word, and like I was like kind of getting up on my my chair to stand up, you know. 
and he was staring at me. And then he made a just a right turn right into Bronco's office, right? Bronco Lubitsch's <laughs> office. <laughs> right. And I could hear, you know, Fritz had that deep gravelly voice and I could hear him say, Bronco, who's that kid out in the lobby? And I could hear Bronco, you know, <laughs> uh, he's been coming for months. Uh, you know, he just, he's trying to get booked. And I heard Fritz, so let's get him booked Friday night. He looks just like David. That's right. And, you know, I'm like, I'm, I can overhear it, right? But I'm like right. trying to be cool. And like, I'm about to, I'm about to piss my pants, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, they all, they all went into uh, Gary Hart's office. And then they came out and they said, okay, be here, you know, be here on, uh, on, on Friday night, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and bring a mask. And bring a mask to cover up that face. <laughs> so, so, and in my first match, I get Brody, right? Oh my God, Bruiser Brody, and he was he Brody at the time, like kick your oh, yeah. ass, Brody. Well, so they were bringing so uh, so they had just brought Brody in, and they were getting what ready year? To, what year is this? This is uh, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Okay. So, uh, so they they just brought oh, they just brought Abby in. And now they just brought Brody in to work a little with butcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, but, but anyway, in, in starting out, you know, nobody wants to help you, you know, back then now it's a little yeah, bit of a different then. story, but back then you had to prove yourself and they, they try anything they could to get you out of the business. Yeah, and absolutely. that's why every one of those guys from those old school guys in my dad's era and even before they were tough as nails because they had to be, because if you weren't tough, they would, they would kick your ass and, and throw you out the door. Absolutely. You know, even at six foot eight, what 320 right. pounds is what I was. I remember the first that, that Friday night when I walked into that dressing room, and I would by far was the biggest guy in the dressing room that I was in. Right. But brother, you want to talk about uncomfortable? Cause I just walked in. It looked like I just walked into the most roughest bar on the worst side of town where there wasn't nothing but bikers. Right. And I mean, this was a bunch of men, you know, yeah, yeah. men, 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 not, yeah. not, not boys. These were men and they, Absolutely. you know, they could care less, you know, you know, I've tried to go and, you know, introduce my, right. Some of them look up, some of them wouldn't, you know. It was, I kind of found it. my place, you know, way out in the corner where nobody was, yeah, and just sat there until they called me. And, uh, but I remember that later on, you know, I was like, man, you know, and now at that point, you know, when, once I started, you know, to what you started with right, and helping right. young guys, we were already starting to, you know, our talent pool was starting to shrink. Right. So, you know, I could have, yeah, I, I could have big wigged if I wanted to, but you know, I think for the sake of the business, like I needed to, you know, we all needed people, new people to work with and people to step up. And, yeah. you know, I was just like, and I just remember being in that position like, and how uncomfortable it was. Now I was, t I was tough on guys. Right. You know, but as long as you, you know, like I was showing up before Mac, you know, before the matches and stuff and right. I'll work out with you, but don't, Tell me you're going to be there and then not be there. Absolutely. And then don't you try get one chance. It. You get one yeah, chance. You get one chance. Like, yeah. cause you're yeah. right. I don't have to be there. I can be, you know, sleeping off my hangover in the hotel, but <laughs> you right. Know. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but as long as people, you know, as long as the guys came and put the effort, I would help. And, 
you know, and also there's the, you know, it, it, you may not agree with what I say, but try to apply it once and right. don't, you know, don't let me go on and go on and go on and explain my philosophy and, right. and, and my, you know, the way I do things and, and just right. completely blow it off. It may not work for you. That's the, you know, that was the crazy thing about our business. Right. right. You know, what worked for you may not work for me. Right. And that's why I tell people a lot of times if I do a seminar, I tell them, look, I'm going to give you what works for me. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. You know, a, a taker, a steamboat, an Arn Anderson will give you what works for them. You eventually make your, you take a little bit from everybody and you make your own style. Yeah. That's that, what's so difficult. Yeah. That's, that's, a, you know, I always tell people like you can, you know, the learning to wrestle part, the moves and all right. that's the easiest part of it. That's easy. If you're somewhat athletic, that's the easiest part. Absolutely. But, but putting something genuine right. that people can believe in, you know, okay, that's the hard part. And learning, you know, yeah. I, can, I can sit there and talk to you an hour. Okay, this is my philosophy. This is the way I do things. And then there's somebody, you know, like a Cena that comes along. Like, okay, everything I just said, he doesn't do. Right. And, he, and he's a mega superstar. Right. You know what I mean? It's just right. crazy, but you, that's the, you're right. That you had, you said that you have to take all this stuff in. Right. And then figure how it, how it, how it works for you. And that's, that's, that's the tough part about the industry. That's what separates people from, you know, that's what you time. make it or you don't make it. And, and that's, yeah. that they'll, okay, they can shove somebody down your throat. And if you just don't connect with the fans and you just, it's not the moves. We've seen it moves, 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 moves. It's not the moves. It's no. a story. If you can't tell that story and you can't connect with the fans, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's, a you know, that part, it, it's getting a little better, but that's what's lost. I think in, in the product today, Absolutely. sure. Because everybody's relies on, Okay, well, I can do a double backflip off the top rope onto the floor, or yeah, right. and that's what they rely on. But they 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 don't realize that people get desensitized. Help me out. De, uh, desensitized. Yes, desensitized. Uh, desensitized. I guess. Yeah, that sounds good. That yeah. sounds good. <laughs> they get used to seeing it, and then right. they, okay, now what are you going to do for me? I've seen that move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So if you know that process. You know how many times I've heard, uh, hey, he's the next Rey Mysterio. He's the next Eddie Guerrero. And oh, it was my dog going crazy for a shot. Siren. Hey, sh -sh -sh. Uh, you know, you, there's not. There's one Rey Mysterio. There's one Eddie Guerrero. There's, there's, there's one Benoit. There's one Undertaker. There's just one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, sh -sh. <laughs> he's going crazy. dog, man. I know, I know. Hey, um, you're obviously a, um, an athlete as a kid, but were you a wrestling fan? Oh, huge, man. Yeah, I was a okay. big wrestling fan. So I grew up in Houston with Paul Bosch. Paul Bosch, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Paul Bosch, Houston wrestling, man. I, I was I, I was a fan from Gino. as long as I – yeah, Gino and yeah. Uh, Al Madrill, all those guys. Yeah. Jose Lothario. Yeah. Uh, who else? Blackie Gordman. Uh, yeah, yeah, Black, Gor Black Gorm yeah. Gorman and Goliath. Yeah, those yeah. guys. Yeah, those all those guys. dudes. Ooh, great wrestlers, great heels. Woo, those are the best. Oh, they were awesome heels, right? Yeah, they looked crazy. like heels. They acted like heels. They were heels uh, outside of the ring, man. They really were. Like, you had to prove yourself you have to them yeah. to get in the ring with them. My dad remembers, like, my – you know, Gorman and Goliath had wrestled for my grandfather. So, you know, they'd been over the, at my dad's house and with my, with my grandmother and grandfather and eating dinner and stuff. And um, then my dad had to wrestle them and they would just beat the crap out of them. They're like, wait a minute, we're, 
you've, I've, I've, you've eaten my house and all of a sudden you're just beating me up and not give them a thing and just, just, and just eat them up. And that's, you know, that's how it was. Yeah. Business is business, right? Back, right, back, right. back then that's just, yeah. But yeah, so I was, I remember I was maybe, I may have been 12 years old, right? Yeah. My mom, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but my mom had, and dad had saved up enough money to get me and my my friend across the street and my mom, they, we had three tickets. Right. And these tickets were going to be right on the aisleway, right? And they had just brought in the uh, the original Sheik. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To work. I don't know who he's going to work with. But, man, the whole week, you know, when we're talking, we're talking all this mad shit about what we're going to do. Like, yeah, man, we're going to get in his face and we're going to, you know. <laughs> so it's finally time to, for him to come out, right? And, man, we're on the, we're hanging on the barricade, you know, and he's still about 15, 20 feet ahead of us and we're screaming and we're hollering at him, you know. And back then, brother, the Sheik was <laughs> – Oh yeah! Like everybody was like, "Ooh!" Yeah. Anyway, so we're yelling at him, right? And all of a sudden, man, he just made a little, a little quick move towards us. Shit, we stampeded that whole aisle trying to get. <laughs> it was nothing but asses and elbows trying to get out of the way. And then, uh, and then me and my buddy are fighting. Like, I thought you were going to do. It. He said, "I thought you were going to do something." And I was like, "Oh, you're 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 yeah, chicken, yeah. man." He goes, "No, you were." And, uh, but, uh, that was, that was really just the good old days, man. Back then, uh, who, who, who trained you? So that's, you know, that's a funny question. Um, I paid my money to bus <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let, let's, let's get into this. <laughs> you paid your money. So I paid my money to, to, to Buzz Sawyer to train me. I was, I, I was actually, it was between my junior and senior year of college. Right. And uh, my coach had told me that, you know, I was getting a lot of inquiries from overseas, you know, right, European right. leagues about tri a tryout, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have that NBA game at all. I uh, won't even begin to lie like I did. Right. Um, but, you know. Well, talk to Tatanka on that because I know you've dunked on his ass a couple oh, of times. Oh, so. yeah. Big time. <laughs> I still had hops back when we used to play. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so. Anyway, so I was, but they had, you know, kind of relayed to my coach. They wanted me to get a little bigger, uh, yeah. you know, because of the style they played over there, really physical style. So I'm training at this, uh, at this gym in Fort Worth. And there's a guy who's a couple years younger than I was. And uh, he worked there. He was a trainer and he was like, man, he goes, I'm going to go to the wrestling school. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn how to wrestle. You got to do that with me, you know? And I was like, no, I think I'm going to go try and play some pro ball overseas. And it's like every day I'd come in, you know, and he would right. hit me up. And, you know, the one thing, you know, that I'm grateful for that I, I have, I, I usually have a true sense of what my abilities are and what my abilities aren't. Right. You know, I don't right, try right, to right. pull you're, myself and you're a realist. <laughs> I'm a realist. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I thought about it, you know, and I said, you know, and I'm starting to kind of now, you know, he's, he's talking to me. And so I'm trying I, now I'm, I'm kind of, uh, at this point, I, I haven't seen wrestling in a few years now. Right. right I right. kind of got away from it. So I'm kind of watching the product, you know, and, and, uh, Bill Watts is, you know, mid South is going nuts. You know, the Von Ericks are doing, you know, big business in Texas. Right. Of course right. you got the cable with Vince sure. and Turner and everything's right. going on. So I'm catching up to everything. 
And uh, I'm thinking, man, you know, I kind of started getting, you know, getting that, oh, that's cool. Oh, man, that's pretty cool, you know. Right. You know, about the wrestling. And then uh, I was like, man, I was like, even if I'm, you know, even if I make a team, how long do I really have, you know? I, I, you know, do I have two or three years? And, at, at, you know, at 20 years old or 19 years old, 20 years old, like going to Lithuania, it's really not that appealing. Right. You and, know? and making peanuts. You're not going to Yeah, make and making peanuts. And, right. you know, I passed on a scholarship to go to Hawaii. How, you know, I mean, okay. that had to have been fate. Yeah. But, uh, you know, because yeah. that was – thinking about it now it's <laughs> like wow i wish i would have been to a wow wow but uh hooked up with a brian adams over there if you met him yeah right oh, no God. doubt <laughs> you guys are on the island good thing we didn't hook up any earlier than we did yeah exactly we trouble as it was um so anyway so uh lynn denton yeah lynn uh, lynn denton was booked in dallas at that time and he was working out there so we kind of started picking his brain and uh, you know, he said, well, I think Buzz Sawyer's running, you know, is going to do some training. Right. So we end up having this meeting with Buzz Sawyer at some restaurant and, and, uh, you know, he said, all right, it's just, this is the deal. I'll train you to wrestle $2,500 at 25, you know, at $2,500 is, you know, a fortune, especially, you know, as a, you know, a kid on scholarship and, you know, in school with no grants or anything else, just, I'm thinking, wow, okay, um, $2,500, he goes, and I tell you what, he goes, I'll take off $500 for every guy that you bring in, you know, wow. so I'm thinking, okay, so I end up finding somebody else to, so I end up paying Buzz Sawyer two grand cash, right, so it comes to the day that we're going to start training, he says, right. be at my house at 9 a.m., now he, he lived way on the other side of Irving or, you know, it was, it was a good haul to get there by 9 a.m. Right. Go to his front door. Knock, 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 knock. Nothing. Knock, 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 knock. Nothing. Finally, man, I, I got to 10 minutes, you know, the door swings open. There stands Buzz, butt ass naked. Just standing there. Like, what the fuck y'all want? What are you doing? Like, uh, we're here to train. <laughs> oh, that's today. Okay, hang on. He slams the door, right? <laughs> and we're all, we, there's like 10 of us out there. You know, yeah. we don't know each other. You know, we, and everybody's kind of looking at each other like, what the hell? And then, um, I don't know, did you ever meet Perry Jackson, Action Jackson? I know the name. I, know, I don't think I ever met him. So anyway, 10 minutes later, he comes out, right? You can tell he just woke up. And uh, anyway, so for the next two hours, ran us around the neighborhood and all the, you know, you know, all the stuff, the runoff stuff, right? The right, stuff to right. try to get you to quit. Like, you know, the bear wheelbarrows yeah. and all those. Yeah, yeah. Bear yeah. hug bendovers and yeah. all that, yeah. right? Right, right. So we do that for about two hours. You got guys puking, you know. Right. Finally, Buzz comes out, right? And he's got his flip-flops and his way too short of gym shorts on. Right, right. Right. And he lines everybody up. And he says, all right, get down. So everybody gets down right on the, on the well, one at a time, amateur position. He gets on, just stretches everybody. Right. Everybody's just <laughs> twisted up, you, you know? Right. So that goes on. That goes on for about three weeks. Right. And at the, at the end of, 
at the end of three weeks, uh, like, uh, are, are we ever going to get a, a ring? He says, well, I'm waiting on one part. I got everything but one part. And, and back then, guys, for you guys are listening, you paid up front. They wanted to get you out of they would rug yeah. they would run you ragged so that you wouldn't come anymore they got your money you're done and whoever's left like well i guess i gotta train these last two yeah absolutely that was right. the whole thing was just right. trying to run us off right uh there there was no there never was a ring but sure. anyway i showed i think it was like the sixth week and it already dwindled down to like there was only three of us left right and uh everybody else had just said screw it <laughs> i'm out i can't take it right and uh so but Sixth or seventh week, I go knock on the door, nothing. I go, oh man, here we go again. Knock on the door, nothing. So, I mean, this went on like for 15, 20 minutes. Finally, I went and peeked into a window, right? House is completely empty. Oh my God. He then moved on to a different territory. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, evidently he must have did it pretty quick like i guess he had a starting date somewhere else right but he could he had he had two beautiful rottweilers yeah right and he couldn't take them or he, i guess he planned on coming back and getting them right so i took those <laughs> so i'm getting something out of this right <laughs> he took his dogs <laughs> i took his dogs right and uh uh but uh yeah so that's how it all started that was my first interaction really in the business wow did you ever meet up with buzz again after that did you ever see I him did. again I, I did and um uh it was in wcw when i got to wcw right i, w I just had me sitting in a dressing room you know how big the dressing you know the bit are back there and yeah yeah i'm just sitting across the room you know and i'm contemplating in my head now so I'm, I'm a greenhorn still right? right 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 i just got called up from tennessee because sid and her got hurt right and i'm sitting there and i'm staring at him across the room you know he knows that I, like I, i'm i'm making eye contact with him and yeah he's like finally he just couldn't take it anymore you know and he's like do i do i know you do you what, what do you want what's, what's your deal right like you don't remember me do you I was like no why should i why the fuck should i yeah yeah i was like well because you you took two two grand of my you know, my money. Right. And, uh, you know, then you, he got a little, uh, like a little uneasy about it. And, uh, <laughs> then it was like, he thought about it. He said, well, what, what do you, what do you want to do? You want to fight? What do you <laughs> like? Like, I'm good, man. I, right. I'm right. good. I said, <laughs> I was like, your dog's got a real good home too. <laughs> oh, man, he, he got hot. Right. Right. He's like, my fucking dogs. All right. I was like, they, they got good homes, man. Right. And right. Uh, so that, so that was that. I cut and, their balls off too. <laughs> they can't breed anymore. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Did you ever stay at that Ramada in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. The dungeon. Absolutely. The dungeon. When I first broke in WCW, that's what I stayed there for one straight week with my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, but uh, literally we were looking for, I mean, I'd stayed there a whole bunch of times before that, but, we lived there for like yeah. 10 days looking for an apartment. Right. So you remember the little, the, the waffle house, right? Right next door. Yeah. You know, Delane yeah. is still there by the way. Is she really? He's still there. Penzer. I just saw David Penzer the other day at some, Oh, the talking shop of mania for, for gallows and Anderson. And, uh, he was there and he said that they've remodeled the whole thing, but she's still there. Wow. 
wow, that's that's incredible, man. Right, that's right. over 30 years. That's now, this was a place that all the boys stayed at in WCW all the time. We called it the dungeon because had a little bit, it was a rundown kind of old Ramada right next to Waffle House and had this, uh, the bar area that we'd all just go partying all the time. Yeah. At any time you saw all of these WCW superstars partying in this little dive bar, it was great. It was great. It was yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good times in there. Right. Back to, back to Buzz, like, I remember I was up on, I don't know, like the sixth or seventh floor. Right. And I'm looking out my window, and I can see the, I can see the Waffle House, and I can yeah. see Buzz in there, right? Right, and right. It's like three in the morning, and he, he's in a booth, and he's kind of, <laughs> you know, he's doing the, <laughs> and uh, boy, boy, I had some thoughts, man. I'm like, oh, man, that would have been a good one. That would have been I a was good like, back. man, I can catch him, right? I can catch him coming across that little, that little knoll right there. I was like, <laughs> uh, I had, man, I was like, I, I, you know, I had to really talk right. myself out of doing it. You know, it's a good thing. Like I hadn't been drinking or anything else because oh, I was yeah. still clear headed, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I let it go. And I mean, he, he ended up, you know, passing away a few years later. I think right, he had right. a beat or something. I don't remember, but uh, right. That's yes, that was my, that was how I, I jumped into the business with that, you know, right. pulled the I'm knife gonna... out right away. <laughs> I'm going to pull a couple of pictures up here and see uh, who these guys are. So who, who's. Hold on, man. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I gave Let's me start. a little heads up. <laughs> Shit, hold on. Let me, uh, let me stop this. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got some other ones. Hold on. Holy Let's crap. see where we're at. Okay. This is the one I want, I think. Uh, let's go. Okay. Who's that? That's right there. Look at you. You're a jacked up guy there, man. Yeah, I, that's the master of pain there. That was uh, that was my second. I think that was my second stint uh, working for uh, Jarrett and Lawler right there. So that's that's probably eighty eight, I guess nineteen eighty eight. Everything I had, I like made. I went and had right. that thing on my wrist made, the collar made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even grow a full mustache then, man. Look at that. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to another one. Boom. How about this one? Look I'm kind of scared now, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let here. me stop. That's your next one. Holy hell. Here. No, no. I look like child. <laughs> oh, that's you. All right. All right. All right. Let's see this one come up. Boom. Oh, <laughs> all right. So that is, uh, that's me, Mark Callis right there, man. Yeah, yeah. Me, Mark. And then uh, look at uh, Spivey, right? Young Spivey. And Teddy yeah. Long down there, huh? Got that one? Yeah, that was my first trip to uh, Japan. Um, that's probably you and Big Scott. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Big what Scott Hall there, the young guy. Yeah, he was Big Scott Hall back then, right? And he was he was jacked, dude. I know he was. He I was, he he was. Big. he could go too, man. He was a hell of a worker. Uh, I'm not going to drink anything else till you get all these pictures out of here. I about spit everything up on <laughs> that one right that. there. Same one. Hold on, let me get rid of. Ah, okay. So that—that's the master of pain right there with Ronnie P. Gossett. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. So that's the—that's uh, the world title there in Memphis. Uh, you know that Lawler always had. Right. Um, <laughs> so my gimmick here—I was the master of pain. I was brought out of the Atlanta State or the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary. Mm. Uh, Dutch Mantell and Ricky Morton got me out of prison somehow. And uh, they brought me into Memphis to take care of Lawler. Yeah. 
They, they never would let me have the belt, though. I had, they only gave me the belt at TV or at the house show, and then they took it back from me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't get to carry the belt around with me at all. <laughs> they're, they're smart. They weren't, they weren't yeah, they were very smart, yeah. Cool, just different pictures, man. I love those coming up. And, and uh, your, your career, now how did you get the call up to, to New York? So, um, where were you before when in, you got the call? Where were you? I was in WCW okay. at the time, right? As me, Mark? Uh, yeah, as me, Mark Callis. Right, and, I, I remember uh, you that. So they, you know, they gave me the, the standard deal, the basic mm-hmm. bottom line deal, right? Right, right. And uh, I, I had that one too, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they give me that. And um, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but this, right. it worked out to my advantage. But like, I didn't have an attorney. I didn't have a lawyer. But I said, can I take the contract and show it to my, my lawyer? And they right. said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I never give it back. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I worked for eight, a little over eight months there, got paid every week like I should have, but I never signed the contract. Right. Cause they lose, they would totally lose track of who signed and who did, who they oh. were just so unorganized. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I, uh, it was getting close. So about eight months, you know, I was, I started, uh, you know, I started talking to Oli a little bit like, Hey, you know, I'd like to kind of, you know, redo my deal. Like I didn't want to go anywhere. I was where I wanted to be. Right. Right. And, uh, so I go to, to the tower of CNN tower, wherever the hell the offices were. Jim Hurd is yep. there. Oli Anderson and Jim Barnett. Okay. And, uh, so I go in and I say, well, you know, I'd like a little bump. And I was just looking for a little bit of a, a bump up, you know? Right, right. Um, <clears throat> this is what I get. Oli looks me straight in the eyes. Like, son, you're a great athlete. But no one will ever pay money to see you wrestle. No one. No, no money. No one will ever and pay to see you ever. No one will ever pay money to see you wrestle. So I kind of realized at that point where my ceiling was and uh-huh. uh, they didn't want to give me any more money. Right. Right. So on this and contract, the, and, and that, you're just going to be, you're going to be in your spot for the rest of your career, making other guys look great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, so I've got, I think like three months left on this unsigned deal. Like right. they think they, they've got me right. So I think about this time, uh, Paul Lee dangerously or, or, or Paul, um, Paul Heyman is my manager. Oh, nice. So Paul is talking to Bruce Pritchard mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, Bruce is relaying information to, to Vince. And, um, so I got, finally I got to a point where I, I got a meeting, right? Right. So the meeting happened while I was out on the road and they called me and said, Hey, can you come in at the end of this deal? They would so still fly had, you up at the time, right? Fly yeah. you up to Stanford to go meet with, with Vince at his house or wherever, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, this is in the era of, of, of the Zubas, right? That's what oh, I, yeah. I did Zubas, nice high techs and fanny packs. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't have any clothes. So I had to, you know, go buy some clothes and then come to find it out. Um, so the meeting gets canceled because that's when, uh, uh, you remember the parasailing accident, Brutus Barber? You're right, right. Broke his face. Yeah. 
So my meeting got canceled. Right. I'm like, oh, crap, right? So, but it finally gets rescheduled. I go up there and, uh, you know, have my meeting with Vince. And, I'm, you know, I think I'm killing it, right? Like, I'm being charming and I'm, I got personality. And, you know, it's right. in his house, too. I didn't go to the towers. I went to his house. His so house, I'm already yeah, yeah. thinking, right, you know right. what? They brought me to the house. This is a good sign. Get to the end of the meeting. Well, uh, we really don't have anything for you right now. Oh, my God. Um, I was like, I forgot to mention the point. I'd already give my notice. Oh. <laughs> I'd already give my notice. <laughs> yes, I'm going to WWF, and I, I quit here. I'm out of here. And, and That's exactly wah, what wah, wah. Yeah, we don't really have anything for you right now. I'm like, okay. Shit, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe after Mania, you know, things will – you know, things will open up. We move guys around after mania usually. And I'm right. thinking, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Did I just out, you know, overplay my hand. Right. But, um, ended up going out and reading for a part in a movie, uh, probably the worst movie in the world ever made suburban commando. So. Uh, this was, that was pre undertaker. Right. Right. So I came in, um, right out of that. Then I came in, and you know started in 90 90 yeah so did you have some um like dealings with with hogan at that time because he was in the movie you were just, well, just I, I don't think you had any lines in the movie did you yeah i had, you had like, a couple i lines? had one line right and i know you were just a big like a big huge like zombie guy or something like a robot or yeah, something we like were that. uh we were alien bounty hunters there you go i'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah and uh no lines in there except for one line right and then they dubbed over my voice with like a really high squeaky girl's voice. It's like, it's like the line was, you know, and as they're directing it, they're, you know, right. you gotta be forceful. Like right. you're a dead man, Ramsey. Yeah. And when it comes out, it's like, you're a dead man, Ramsey. <laughs> and his line back is like, now nah, I see why you guys never talk. You know, that was right, the, right. Right. So, did, so uh, did he remember you like when you came up then? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He, he remembered me. Okay, I so then, credit for, you know, right and now you are. So now you, you have no, you put your notice in, you had a meeting and nothing for you. <laughs> then what happens? So now I'm, I'm like, oh crap. Um, so Lawler was doing some kind of big tournament, uh, you know, where he was bringing a bunch of different guys in. Right. So I did that. And then shortly thereafter, I got, I got the call to go out and read for this movie. And uh, it was unfortunate because I ended up getting the part. Right. And I, and I, so I, I got the part. And maybe two days after I get the part of all people who call me, like greener, I'm greener and shit, right? At this right, point. Right, right, <laughs> Harley Race calls me. Oh, God. And wants me to be his tag team partner in the Japan tournament. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So what, this is what year? This is eighty. This is eighty-eight. Eighty, eighty-nine, something like that, right? Yeah, eighty-eight. So 89. Harley was still the man. Yeah, Harley was still I mean, the man. Especially Harley was the man. man at all times. Never stopped being the man, but he was the man, the man. Yeah, yeah. We always say with Harley Race, he was the man in wrestling when men were men. Yes. Yeah. Nobody absolutely. Nobody messed with Harley Race, and nobody. He had that gravelly voice that talked like this, and he never talked 
louder or more forceful. He just, yeah, yeah that's he pretty good. It. You got a pretty good heart of there. <laughs> yeah, it, man, it was like ripping my heart out, you know, telling him that I had, cause I'd already committed to doing the, the movie. Right. Right. Man. I was just like, Oh God, how so, can I get out of this? Cause I, right. I mean, to go yeah. to, to the Japan tournament, with right. Harley race. Oh my gosh. I mean, that would have, that would that have, would have changed, would have changed your career too. You would have started going to Japan because once they saw you work, they would have been, okay, we want this guy. You would have been a Japanese guy I mean, in Japan for a long time, which was awesome. was great. And they played incredible money back then. Yeah. But that would have definitely changed your career. It probably would have. Yeah, that's the one thing on the resume. I wish I could have said that I was tag team partners with Harley race and, right. and you know, in the Japan tournament, but right. wasn't meant to be. So, so. Vince, Vince finally calls you. Yeah, so so this is where your family comes involved. Right, right. So they start that this the big giant egg promotion, right? What's in the egg? It's Thanksgiving, What's in the egg, summer, you know? was it SummerSlam or Survivor, Survivor Series? Survivor Series, yeah. What's in the egg, right? Now, right. see, now let, me, let me backtrack a little bit. Like, I was, like, I was the... The, I always wanted to be the, like the wrestler's wrestler, like, in, like WCW, right? They didn't have yeah. the outlandish characters. Right, and, right, right, you know, right. at the time, Vince was doing everything crazy. I was like, I'm, no, I'm more of a serious guy, so I want to be in WCW. Right. Obviously, they've told me what my ceiling is. Right. You know, now, you know, I've got to go look and, and see what else on the other side. So now there's this giant egg they're promoting, and it's when is this egg going to hatch? And... You know, I'm also hearing Bruce like, hey, it's going to be, it might be pretty soon, you know, he, he, but he's not giving me anything. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and at the time now I'm trying to grow my hair out. Right. Right. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, man, I'm a, oh, they're going to put me in that egg. They're going to make me shave my head. They're going to make me shave my eyebrows. I'm going to be egg man. I'm going to be, I've got all, and I like to a point where I got serious anxiety about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so finally one day the phone rings and uh, got up because we didn't have cell phones back then, right? So I right. had to go get up and get the hard line, right? And it's kind of a, hello? And uh, is, it, is, uh, is this the Undertaker? I'm like, Undertaker, Undertaker. Undertaker is not an Eggman. Undertaker. It ain't Eggman. Yeah, yeah, this is the Undertaker. Oh, all right. Good to hear. You know. <laughs> well, all right. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can you be on a plane up here tomorrow? Like, uh, I, I don't have enough money to buy a ticket, right? Because I don't. I tell, that's how green I am. I don't yeah. even realize that they're gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna call and get me a ticket and do all that for me. Right. And uh, I was like, um, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I can. I can get up there tomorrow. All right. Good deal. Well, you know. So I, I, I hang up the phone and I'm just like. <sighs> You know, I'm right. not the egg man. I'm not the egg man. And uh, so I went up to Connecticut the next day. And, and you the know, egg man ended up being the gobbledygooker, my uncle Hector Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Was Hector. <laughs> yeah, the Hector. And his deal was that they put him in a, in a turkey, turkey uh, outfit. And he had uh, like egg-shaped eyes that they put little holes in there so he could see. But then when he kind of tried to come out to the ring, the spotlight was coming in to his his face and all the little holes were just like spot. He couldn't see because all the spot, all the spotlight was going into those little holes on his egg eyes. 
he was falling all over the place. He had big old feet on him, and he looked like a big, um, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, a, like a, uh, a Mickey Mouse character from Disneyland. Oh, my gosh. I was just glad it wasn't me, man. I, I, was, I, I, I remember your your debut and i know i didn't see the survivor series but i saw like the the um the replay of it right and i remember but you came in you were you arrived yeah yeah absolutely it was uh i mean i obviously i now by now i got a few different territories under my belt right. you know, i had been to japan i'd been to south africa i'd worked in wcw i'd worked right. in texas right. tennessee so I, I i had you know i had a little bit of you know, I, I've tasted a little bit of all of it. and Well, usually you didn't make it to WWF at the time until you were 10 or 15 years into, into your yeah. career. You were at the pinnacle of your career. You were like firing on all cylinders. That's when you went to New York, we call it. Yeah. But now it's kind of, it's switched. So you almost start your career there and then go other places. So when you you were other you like you said you had already traveled you've been a heel you've been a baby face you've been a tag team partner you've been singles so when you went up there you were polished you were ready to rock yeah i still like i had to the biggest thing was figuring out the gimmick sure you know? like yeah. I, I knew how to work and i knew how to take care of myself at right. that point like i knew right. when somebody was trying to take advantage or right you know? right so i had all that part but now it, it's it's working a gimmick gimmick right right right, right. super gimmick and that's what, you know, for the next couple of years, that was the biggest part is, is piecing all that together uh, so that it, it was because it was an, an over the top gimmick. Right. And it was my, you know, my vision was always make that that character believe people believe in that character. Believe, yeah, that was the thing with with the gimmick. I mean, right. just trying to get it trying to get it polished. Yeah, I remember Eddie telling me the first time he had worked you. And then what I actually, the first time that I actually worked you and seen you, your entrance come out. One of the most, the be, uh, to me, the best entrance of all time in wrestling. When I hear that doom and the, the torches and stuff, and then you walk out and you walk right there and you stare at that person and you make that little, that turn to the left and you come right up. It's, it's iconic. You're in the ring, you get chills. I mean, I still get chills looking at it because it was so good. And then you get in the ring and you're like, you're like butter. You're like just so smooth and so awesome to everybody. Like, listen, this is something that I've heard a lot of these stories before because we're usually at the bar with a bottle of Jack in front of us <laughs> <laughs> doing this, talking about these stories, you know? So there's a lot of stories that we don't know about you. And if you don't mind, I got a couple of fun questions in here. All right, man, let's hear it. All right. All right. All right. So what's your, what was your first car? My first car that uh, was a '87 blue on blue Monte Carlo. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty. What year was that? It's got to be. Well, that was an '87. Yeah. So yeah. the car, I think, might have yeah. been like a yeah. maybe an '80. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. '80, '77, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it had some it had some miles on it, man. Right, uh, right, right. That's awesome. That's, I ended now, up having to hock it to keep my career going. Yeah. Uh, we've all done that. Yeah. Now, is that the first car that you had sex in? No. No. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that. What it was, was her your, car. Was it her car? Her car. <laughs> A VW bug. <laughs> what was your first fight as a kid? Um, 
you know. I, the, I'm not bragging. My first the, fight was in kindergarten, man. Kindergarten. Wow. Yeah. It terrified me. This kid, this kid jumps on my back, right? Yeah, yeah. In kindergarten. And right. I kind of sling him off and I come up and I, I dr drill him right in the nose. And his nose just went. Oh, God. Scared terrified. the shit out of me. I, I killed, yeah. I thought right. I'd killed him. Because, I mean, it was a bloodbath. Like, what are you, what, five, six years old in kindergarten? Five? Right. And this kid's nose is just gushing, right? And the teacher, you yeah. know, rushing him out to the nurse's right, office. Right, right. Was, oh, my gosh. Um, but uh, there's, there's been several more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Back then, if you weren't a fighter, you didn't make it in wrestling. That's just, you just didn't. Somebody was going to test you somewhere. Oh, they're going to beat you up, and then you would just then then if you couldn't handle yourself, then everybody would have just beat you up. It just yep. that's just the way it was. Yep. Today's a little bit different, you know. Probably a good thing, you know, because now we got a lot of guys that are great performers, not necessarily super tough guys, but great performers and able to draw money, and it's it's, it's changed. But the business has changed, yes. But that's back in the day, if you could not handle yourself, you did not make it in wrestling. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, favorite food? Favorite foods? Got to be steak. Easy. Steak. Yeah. Steak, steak guy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite type of music or favorite band? Um, yeah, I'm pretty eclectic. Uh, yeah. You know, I listen to a lot of country now, but, right. uh, you know, I, old school rock and roll, you know, Metallica and all that, right. you know, that stuff. Uh, uh, Black, uh, ACDC. Uh, and I also love blues, man. I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I could sit and listen to him play. I could put everything I own of Stevie Ray Vaughan and just listen to it. I just Austin got, boy, right? Yeah, he was an Austin guy. He's yeah. so good. He's so good. He's one of my favorites of all time. Still, just just watching. I've seen like videos of him and just go and just just man, just it's it's incredible. There's stories here where you know he would when he was practicing and playing that right. like he would get blisters. Mm -hmm. on his fingertips right and then that he would super glue the skin to his fingers so he could keep playing i mean just crazy stuff like that but he was man you oh, if you haven't heard stevie ray vaughn play guitar you really missed out for sure for sure favorite movie black hawk down oh great great movie love it yeah what what's your favorite country to wrestle in or visit or whatever you know your favorite country um outside of the u.s obviously i love australia i love going to australia and wrestling right. um just it's one of the you know the people there are so nice they're like texans actually uh, yeah. they really right. are really a, little, a little outlaw out there right yeah yeah and uh you know they're 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 no bullshit kind of people they tell right. you what they think uh the country's beautiful um, so I love, I love going to Australia. I don't like the traveling over there, but right. I love once you, once you get there, Australia is just beautiful, man. Right. Right. That's uh no wonder I always get in fights every time I go there. <laughs> it's cause you're right. They are kind of like Texan, you know, yeah, Texas, they don't take any, they don't take any shit. Um, any, I'm sure you have many of them, but a uh, crazy fan moment. Wow. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had several, uh, one that really stands out. So when Paul Bear turned on me, yeah, right when he yeah, cracked right, me right. with urn and went with mankind. So there was this girl uh, somewhere up in the Midwest, and uh, I think this was going to be the the first TV or so after he turned on me, mm -hmm. and uh, 
that day, so I get to, I think, it was, I want to say it was somewhere up in Iowa, somewhere way up there in the Midwest. But uh, so I got to the building and it wasn't unusual back in the day for me to have flowers like black roses or rose. Right. You know, I used to see a lot I remember of, that. A lot yeah, of, yeah, sure. of flowers. Well, you had in the ring too. Did they bring like wreaths, dead wreaths out in the ring? That oh, yeah. yeah. Death wreaths. Yeah. yeah, all kind of weird stuff like that. Right. And uh, so with this, this flowers, there was a box wrapped up, right? So I opened up the box and it was a, uh, it was a vial of what should have been at one time was perfume, right. not the spray kind, but the kind that you actually dab on you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, well, you perfume. Yeah. Yeah. Perfume. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So the perfume was gone and it was filled with blood. Oh my God. It was this girl's blood. Wow. Right. And she wrote this long letter, how she was so sorry that, that Paul Bearer had did this to me and that she would follow me to the end of the of end of time and all of the, I'm like, Whoa, this is a whack job. Right. So we go out that, you know, to the ring. It was, yeah. uh, it was a TV actually. So anyway, I'm in the ring doing whatever Paul Bear comes down and this girl's in the crowd. Really? <laughs> She jumps the barricade, right? And double legs Paul Bear. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And Paul Bear, you know, he was a little top heavy. And uh, so she <laughs> double legged. Right? A little bit. <laughs> so she, she's got him double legged. And he's trying to keep his balance. And he's got the urn in one hand. And he's trying to get her off. <laughs> he topples over. <laughs> And this girl's on in security finally. <laughs> so, oh my She's just hoping he didn't fall on her. Oh. <laughs> she probably wasn't doing it. So, would you guys, uh, how was the wedding when you guys got married? Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Cool. You go get her now? Uh, no. no, 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 no. This was, uh, so later that night. Yeah. We're, so, we're at the hotel, right? Right. And, um, there wasn't anything going on out. So we were kind of in our rooms, you know, right. doing whatever. For some reason, I don't know, there had been like, I don't know, six or seven. The boy, I don't know if we were playing cards or what, but like six or seven of the boys are in my room. And there's a knock on the door. And, uh, yeah. No. So Hawk goes and opens the door, right? Right. With well, that blow. Like, yeah. Who's there? Hey, uh, hey. Dead man, you, you expect me somebody? So he opens the door and like he's got his, he's smart, like he's got his hand like so. And yeah. I'm like, uh, negative, the hawk. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and close that door for me, bud. Uh, close the door right now. I'm telling everybody, you know, a lot of people have already seen it, right? I'm right, like, right. Oh, that's the girl that attacked Paul Bear, right? So I called down to the desk. And I was like, hey, there's a crazy girl up here. You need to come and get her, right? So, uh, Anyway, so they come and get her, make her leave, and uh, she comes back a second time, and then finally they get her, they send her off, and somebody was over in my room that was staying at a different hotel that I ended up, because I, you know, I had to always make sure everybody got where they had to be at the end right. of the night. I, think, I won't say it was Brian Lee, maybe, I, I'm not sure who it was, but uh, so I'm taking him back to his hotel, he says, hey, you mind stopping in this convenience store? I need to get some chew, right? So I go to, I go to pull into the parking lot and sitting on the, 
on the sidewalk at the thing is this girl, right? And I was like, whoa, no. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to find a different store. You're going to have to do it out, man. Yeah, it was crazy. And back in the day, you know, Taker always had, was in gimmick. And that's how we, it was. You just always were in gimmick. And you, you always had the, the sunglasses on and the dark, yeah. long, dark hair and always in black, right? Yeah. So absolutely. as soon as you walked in, everybody knew who it was. It wasn't like all of a sudden it was, you know, your real name. It was just some guy that was this, the Undertaker at all times. All times. Yeah, that's, that's, that's freaking awesome. Now in, in, in WWF, there was uh, a couple different factions in WWF. And you had, you know, the clique at the time, you know, who was um, you, the Hall and Nash, or they were Diesel and Razor Ramon, and um, Shawn, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Right. And then, you know, and, and they're notorious for having messed with a bunch of the wrestlers and kind of, you know, it was a different time. They were, they were, those guys were, it was it was wild west and those guys were protecting themselves. And if you weren't part of them, you were against them, but you had your click too. And do they, those guys, they never mess with you guys. huh? No, no. His never, click. Never. Now you got guys like, you know, you, who was like, not your click, but you know, who would you, who'd you run with back then? So back then, so you got, all right, you got Yogazuna. You got, the Godfather or Shango or Kama, whichever one you want to call. Right. You got Rikishi, Samu. Oh, man. Brian Adams, uh, Henry Godwin, Phineas Godwin, Fabio Vega, and myself. Yeah. So, no, yeah. (laughs) They couldn't mess with you guys. No, 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 no. They're, they're, I mean, it never, I don't think they they would they never tried they never did anything but right right yeah but uh, you know no one no I think we saved their butts a couple of times out but uh, and the only reason I didn't even bring it up is I always love that is because you had these guys that were like the you know you the, and the click and they were just they were guys that just you know that was that was their 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 run their gang the people they hung out with and you had your people who you hung out with. And you guys were you guys were like the boys, man. When I see part of your guys, I was like, wow, that was pretty awesome. And now knowing all of those guys, they're pretty awesome too. It's yeah. just a different time, you know. What I mean, different times. Different times, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love those guys. Um, you got burned, right, brother? You were actually going out to the ring and were like had some severe burns going on. Yeah, I think it was. Um, what year was that? 2007 maybe mm-hmm. um it was uh the elimination chamber um so i think uh, i don't even remember who all was was in the match i know jericho was in there um anyway i was the i was the last guy in one of the pods and i was the last guy out right but on my entrance uh so i i come out onto the stage and uh, one of the butane fireballs came up on my left side. And, you know, it, it, it had been close before, close enough that I had said, like, this is really hot, but I'm right. not going to bust character. I'm just going to kind of, right. you know, because I had, usually I had the leather coat on. And, um, but this time it comes up and it, it was too close to me. So I had to turn. And I, when I turned away from it, the, the one on the other side blew. 
so I'm caught, I'm, t- I'm totally engulfed in this butane fireball. And the only thing that I knew what to do was to go straight to get out of it, right? So needless to say, my, my, my pace to the ring was a lot faster than what it normally was, right? right? Right. So as I come out and I can start to see the arena again, like my right arm is on fire. Oh, God. Uh, and I can see fire on my hat. Um, wow. So... Anyway, so I'm, you know, I'm shucking all that stuff as I come, you know, as I come out of that fireball and I get rid of it and then boom, I climb up and I get in the pod and, um, you know, I'm looking down. So my singlet Mm -hmm. where it was open, I'm looking down at that skin and it's just, it's just bubbling up. Wow. Right. So the way that the, 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 uh, the chamber was built, um, you know, there were there they could get crew guys underneath it and look up through the floor you know and i was like just give me water give me you know because they want to know what i wanted to do right and i was like no you know anybody else would have been like dude i just got third degree burns i need to go to the back and you're, you have to wrestle a match yeah so i had to i had to wait in the in the in the chamber i had right. to wait for 20 plus minutes in gimmick in gimmick not on third degree burn yeah and then once i got out i had to go for another 20 minutes so so i'm I'm taking bottles of water and just kind of pouring on them and i'm watching the skin kind of pop up and peel off and um yeah it was it was pretty hairy and it it, i it was fate again taking care of me because originally so i went into that match i was champion right right um so Originally, I was going to wear one of the sleeveless ones mm-hmm. that kind of all gather up and which mm-hmm. would have exposed my arms right and uh, would have really have been a mess. But I was like, no, this is my last night as champion. I want people to see me. I want, I want to be able to see the belt, you know, because I didn't want to carry it and like everybody does now. I wanted to give it the proper right. respect. Right. You know, at the last minute, I switched coats to the long sleeve coat. Right. And oh, then put God. the hat on. And, uh, and the second thing is I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to be in that pod for at least 20 minutes. So I took another bottle of water before I went out and oh, poured God. on myself. So yeah, my hair was, yeah. was just soaking wet. I was dripping wet. So that, that, that helped me, but still to this day, like if I get out and get in the sun, you right. can see the, the crescent skin turns colors, but yeah, it was pretty bad. And then I've, so I've never had, like, I've been in the ring for, you know, pyro and different stuff like that, but I've been in the ring with Kane when Kane would do the, uh, you know, the, the, the pyro and his, his flames would go on each corner of the ring and it's hot. And that's, that's, yeah. you know, eight, 10 feet away from me. I couldn't imagine being right next to me. It's hot. It's you can feel that heat. It's like, yeah. wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it was nuts, man. <laughs> you and I, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you remember, but anybody who knows Taker, he can, he can drink more than pretty much any man alive, maybe except for Andre, uh, you know, and used, to, a, be used to be, much used, yeah, exactly. None of us do, but, but at time, there was times when younger days that he could drink more than any man. So you and I were in Germany, in and, Germany, in okay. Germany and, and it was the last night of the tour. And we're at the hotel and it's across the street from the airport. Mm-hmm. It's across the street from the airport. So you and I are hanging out. All the boys kind of at the bar at the, at the, uh, um, the hotel bar and you and I are, you know, having a couple of beers. And I was like, I don't know how it happened, but we end up getting a bottle of Jack 
one of us bought it. I don't know how it ever happened. It just happened, man. So we're doing little half shots. You know, let's just, just a shot of Jack, you know, and, you know, just a half shot and drinking beers and talking. The boys, you know, the boys are all doing their stuff and having fun. And, uh, and see, these are the times that I, I miss. I miss these times with the guys just, you know, with the boys, boys hanging out. Yeah. And you and I just drinking and, and you know, shooting the shit and just basically doing what we're doing here and drinking and kind of drinking and drinking and drinking. Before you know it, that bottle's gone. And I'm like, like, oh, my God. Shoot, that's a, at least you know half a bottle there i probably had a fourth of it <laughs> and, and i'm like going oh my god that, that's that's gone it, that was like 800 bucks in <laughs> in germany right for a bottle of that and uh next you know my dad who's on the tour he was still he was my manager at the time and he puts another bottle in front of us he bought us another bottle and puts it in front of us and i'm going oh my god we have to fly home in the morning we have, our tour is over we're across the street from the airport thank god the next bottle comes and we continue to do this i don't remember what happened <laughs> i don't know i have no clue you you were fine i just remember waking up we our flight was like you know we had a i think start left at 8 a.m it's a charter flight when they used to have those sport jets with every yeah. every Every seat was uh, um, first class, right? right. So I, you know, there's no missing that flight, and there's you miss it. You're that's you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. You're on your own. I wake up, and I'm like, "What time is it?" Oh my god, I'm 30 minutes late from being where we have to be at. I just <laughs> throw every. I mean, I am. I don't even know what's going on. I'm so still drunk because it was only probably like four hours later, three hours later. I throw everything in. <laughs> In, our, in the bag. I, just, I mean, no brush your teeth, nothing. I just throw everything in. I mean, I don't know how I checked it in. was running to the plane. I was the last guy on the plane. And as I walk into the plane, I look at you and you're, you know, you're in the first seat. You got your sunglasses on. You look at me you're like, I'm glad you made it. And I'm like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I run, and I go to what I see. There's like, you know, one seat left and it's right next to one of the office girls. And I, I get in the seat put the seat back. I mean, I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't shower. I just jumped. I, I had no time. Right. Literally jumped on. And she was probably like, are you okay? Because I slept for eight straight hours until hours we landed. New York, right? <laughs> oh my God, man. That was a fun time, brother. Hey, we had a night too. And uh, you remember that night in Japan? Oh, yes. I, we'll just leave it at that. Yes. We don't, don't need to bring any names up, but that was right. a fun night. That was a fun night. Fun. Night. You've you've helped me many times with my um, <laughs> my my crying and being mad and like ah. That was Hold your fun. shirt and your watch. Yeah, all my watch. That's right. Right. You, are you gonna fight that guy? No. Why is your watch off? Mm, good question. <laughs> all right, you got me. <laughs> Real quick, I'm gonna do some quick rapid fire questions right, before man. we uh we we wrap this thing up here, uh, and we're just touching on this. It's basically you guys are getting a little uh uh a taste of what it's like for us to have a couple beers and just, just hang out. And that's usually for three or four hours with, you know, from some beers and some, some Jack. <laughs> yeah. Good times, man. Times I miss the most. You know what? Me too, man. I do. I missed, I missed those ring times. Don't get me wrong. I miss having this massive, crazy knockdown, awesome fight and match in the ring with a crowd. Just so hot. That's awesome. But I do miss the boys. I miss yeah. hanging out with the boys a lot. All right. So are you a Ford or Chevy guy? Uh, both mostly a Ford guy though. Gotcha. Light beer or full strength? Uh, I have to say light beer. I make, right. I try to make up for it with the whiskey content. Right, right, right. Uh, bourbon or tequila? Bourbon. Bourbon. 
Are you, uh, we're showing our age in this, so, but are you a magic or a bird guy? Oh, man, they were, they coincided know, together. I know, I know, I know. You can't have one without the other. I, I, I was a bird guy. All right, cool. Chicago Bulls or Detroit Pistons? Man, it's funny. Right at there. the time, yeah. at, yeah. initially, I was a Bulls guy. Right. Now, I think I look back at Mahorn and, and, um, and um, uh, what's, the, what's the other big guy? Mahorn and uh, McHale. No, no, no McHale was no, no, for the no, Celtics. No, no. Mahorn and um, we had uh, um, Lambeer. Sal Sally Lambeer. Oh, Lambeer. Yeah, that's right. Sally and Lambeer. Just mm -hmm. how physical and how they just tried to beat everybody up. Right. Um, I, I, I kind of enjoy that now. Right. Right. No, for sure. Uh, are you a blonde or brunette guy? Blonde. MMA or boxing? Ooh, man. <laughs> Good one, right? Set for hours and watch, but you give me a you you give me a a, a, a Floyd Pacquiao or or right. or uh, uh, anything Julio Cesar Chavez ever fought. I'd like I I, I love boxing. I, I think uh, the sweet science. Yeah, I just I've always been a, just a huge huge boxing guy. Right. But I love MMA too. Right. I, I anything believe. in any combat sports, anything in the ring, I'm I'm the same way. Ali or Tyson? Oh, these are good, brother. I know, man. Uh, finding it for you. Oh, man. Ali. I'm saying. Are you a new cars or a vintage car? Vintage. Stallone or Arnold? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Stallone just for Rocky alone. Right. All right. just, just Rocky alone wins it for him. All right, this is a good one. And for you guys that are, are younger, just Google these guys. Are you an Earl Campbell guy or Tony Dorsett? Mm, Earl Campbell. Man, the brawler, right? That, that guy, the bruiser, he would just run over everybody. Oh, my gosh. They changed rules because of him. They, right. They, they did away with the tearaway jerseys because of Earl Campbell, man. Right, right. Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics? Summer summer so women's beach volleyball or women's gymnastics beach volleyball and last one uh, a wrestling question for wrestlers and wrestling fans waffle house guy or a cracker barrel guy <laughs> brother uh I, I would say cracker barrels food's better but i am definitely a waffle house guy man right right well yeah. cracker house doesn't open late so <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right exactly i don't think i've ever been in a waffle house and it wasn't two in the morning hey, you're not kidding right you're not kidding <laughs> hey man dude it's been a pleasure talking to you i won't take up all your time today but uh you know it's definitely could do a a round two and a three and a four <laughs> hey but anytime man it's always good catching up right i miss you man i do i miss hanging out with you uh please give my love to uh your family Love them very much. You do the same. How old are the boys now, man? Uh, 20 and, well, I'm going to be 21 and 18 in next month or so. Damn, you got old. 20, I know, right? 21 uh -huh. and 18. One's a junior in college. One's a senior in high school. Wow. One's Dude. six foot three. Ooh, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, one's six three. The oldest is six three. Youngest is about, uh, he's about 5'11 right now. He's still growing. So let's see if he gets to six foot. Tell hey, what I said, hey, for sure, man. I, I will. I will. You let me know next time you're up here. I know that uh, 
your beautiful wife was up there saying that uh, she, you guys might do a trip up here into LA or when, when things calm down. And if they do, you hit me up, I'll show you guys around and show you some good times. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Love you, brother. Hey, love you, man. It's been, it's been fun. Thanks for taking time. Absolutely, dude. All right, talk to you later. See you, bud. All right, bye. And there you have it, my interview with The Undertaker, a guy that's very mysterious in a lot of ways, and uh, not a lot of people know much about him, but as you can see, he's one of the boys, he's a good old Texas boy like myself, uh, and it was really great just to catch up with my friend, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did, and you never know, maybe there'll be a round two coming up here in the next couple of months. But again, thank you for tuning in to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I hope you all are staying safe during this coronavirus and lockdown. God bless you all and viva la raza. Ooh, Chavo. Que eres pedo, not chale. Ya sabes que a mí me vale. Que eres pedo, not chale. Cause you know that I'm not for the jale. Hit him up.